0: Welcome to SBCA's Lumber Connection Podcast, where we discuss today's market and explore tomorrow's trends. Here's our host, Molly
1: Butts.
2: All right. Hello and welcome to the Lumber Connection. It's the week of January 31st. And as always, I have with me my regular experts, Justin Binning and Ken Timmons. Welcome back to the studio, gentlemen. Howdy. How's it going, Molly? It is going. It is going. You know, I just realized that I did start by saying it's the week of January 31st, but let's face it, it's actually February, isn't it? Like, we just need to move on.
1: You know, I can't believe it's February already.
2: I know. It's like we just turned the page on a new year, and here we are, the second month of the year already. Um, I feel like you guys might have some interesting things to say about the lumber market, so let's just dive right in today and give us a recap of the last couple of weeks and tell us what's been going on.
1: Well, good to hear you, I guess. I can't see you today, but uh, good to hear you. Never a dull moment in the lumber business right now. Sure not. <laughs> I think as we kind of left off on our, our last uh, last podcast, we're kind of coming into a potential a softer spot in the market, depending on the species, depending on the item, of course. Um, I think that's been fueled by a couple of things. Um, obviously, a kind of a di- digestion period in the system of product moving through the cycle, which continues to be. A severe issue, both on rail, out of uh, certain locations out of Canada, and then, of course, the, the trucking shortage that we have been facing for quite some time now. Never going although, away. <laughs> I, I, don't, I don't know. Um, I know there was a bunch of uh, truckers lined up in Canada.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. I mean, so there's some of the trucks. Um, so yeah. they're, they're uh, anyways, but um, no, it's, it's a real, obviously, continued problem that we're facing throughout the industry. Well, we're definitely seeing some softness in, in yellow pine items, depending on the product and really throughout all zones. Um, West side seems to be the stingiest and kind of holding on for the time being. You know, that's where a lot of those narrows come out of the Western mills. Those seem to still be in pretty good shape from a price standpoint in relation to print. Most softening we're seeing is on the wider length, 6-inch through 8-inch and above. I mean, you'll see some discounts forming in 10-inch, 12-inch still remaining pretty tight, but but seeing a little bit more availability there. The MSR grades, um, for the most part, continue to be a very tight item, seeing a little bit better availability. With that said, uh, over the last uh, week and a half to two weeks out of eastern spruce having some real issues there we've had some weather issues there um mills have certainly been leaning on order file for the most part we're seeing some issues at reload locations that's been going on for quite some time with places getting uh embargoed and inability to take in product um again that circle back to you know trucking it's a big big part of that but um yeah, I would say stud wise, is when we're looking at studs, and I guess I let me go back a little bit. I'm kind of jumping all over here. But Eastern Spruce, I'm starting to see some, some cracks forming again in some items, which leads me into talk about studs a little bit. Nine foot kind of feels like it's met its match, at least for the time being. Now I want to talk about Eight foot trims, and I'm talking two by four predominantly right now, two by four nines, two by four 92 and five eights, hanging in there. Um, still tough cover uh, out of a lot of uh, locations throughout the US or Canada. So the eight foot trim continues to be relatively elusive, as do two by four 116 and five eight trims. Um, so very tight items, but all things. Said and done. Right now, we're feeling some some pause in the market, and I feel like the the mindset right now for a lot of people is uncertainty. Of course, sure, right. Whether the market's going up or down, there's yeah. always this big kind of hovering uncertainty amongst uh, those in the field that are buying and selling lumber. So. Right now it's we kind of everyone's looking at the clock, right? Or they're looking at the calendar and and they're looking at their inventory and they're looking at pricing and they're looking at futures and, and everybody's just kind of scratching their head saying, Well, you know, what do I do? Business remains very, very good in, in consuming regions. Outside of isolated weather events that we've been facing, um, and that's going to be a continued thing as we as we move forward. Now, maybe we have an early spring, and the you know uh, tulips are, are you know popping up, and the sun's shining quicker. It's also possible we have weather in through March, you know, or or there's snow on the ground in the middle of the United States or Tennessee in March. I mean, it's it's not unheard of. So again, that's not in our control. We can't control that but certainly a factor, but I, but I, I'm looking at the amount of business that is out there and that I kind of vouch for on one hand, where it seems like guys are really don't have the guys and gals, the ability to, to stay out of the market for any extended period of time right now. Um, and so there's, if it's not one thing, it's another in terms of inventory and holes and, and what they have to face each and every single day. Um, and so all these kind of things wrapping together, it's, um, you know, who knows? Uh, <laughs> we, we've, got a, we've got a period here I, I think is a great buy opportunity for a lot of folks. I, I think you, you've got an opportunity over the next, you know, it could be a week. It could be three weeks, four weeks, uh, maybe into the first part of March potentially, um, where there's, there, we've got an opportunity in a window to, to make some offers and, and buy some quote-unquote value-priced lumber. Um, but again, when we go back uh, to the uncertainty and kind of confusion in the market, I think a lot of folks are still trying to figure out what is a good value today. Right. Yeah. We're just kind of in a new game. We've been in it obviously for a while now, very volatile with big moves. And, um, you know, again, I, I, I know I closed with this a lot. I'm just going to say it early, but it's the key to this thing is, is staying close to, your suppliers and the people that you trust in the, in the industry to really format an individual game plan for how you're going to approach purchasing your lumber. I feel like the days of the historical styles of purchasing, you know, based on the time of year and kind of making our best guess are kind of behind us. It, it just seems that the approach is different now. It's, it's you know, closer to a just in time model with quicker turns. Because no one, you know, ultimately wants to get, you know, too extended and, and potentially, you know, finding too much lumber at the top of the market. So, a lot of moving parts at all times right now. But I look at this opportunity and the ability to buy some of the items that we haven't been able to buy for some time um, come to fruition. And uh, my concern is is that this window that is available to us is a very good chance that it's it's pretty short lived the need is out there. The jobs are out there. There's business that has to be started and that are according to timelines. um, And there's one that's got to get bought for it. So I know I've talked about the herd mentality, uh, you know, here recently and and over the past few months. And the herd's kind of scattered right now. (laughs) They're they're kind of grazing. One's got their head up, one's down chowing. Um, you know, one's getting some, I mean, there's, there's, the herd's going to get either spooked, you know, uh, could be the futures board rallies up a couple days. And then all of a sudden the mills get some sales and orders. And all of a sudden it's like, well, I got to buy wood, you know, I, I, I got to, and here we go, here we go again. So anyways, I'll let Kenny take over. I think we're running out of oxygen here in the, uh, winning office here.
0: Uh, yeah, Justin's totally right. And I, I want to start out today by saying Justin's one of the most humble guys I know. But if you go back two months on the podcast when we were taking some shots at 60 days down the road, I think Justin said verbatim, end of January, beginning of February, we're going to maybe possibly have a little buying window on some items. And today is January 31st, but all the day, and it's absolutely true, um, which is pretty cool. So um, definitely a, a value in what we're doing, and appreciate this podcast and the people that listen to it, because it's really good info we exchange. Um what I see in the West is similar but different. Um, and as we tend to talk about, the West is primarily fur products. Green dug fur, dry dug fur, hem fur, white fur. Uh, and those are further removed from the futures board than spruce. I mean, futures is literally spruce. Um, you know, on the pine market, it's a little more closely uh, related in trends and whatnot. So the further you get out toward, you know, California and green duck fur, things get a little a little further related. Um, certainly choppy out in the West as well and on certain items, um, just like Justin was saying, some stud trims, you know, which lead markets up, lead markets down have been um, price discovery mode for sure. Uh, but not all studs. I mean, it's, you know, 104s are kind of weak. 92s, and 116s are pretty strong. Um, high grade, similar story. You know, it's not like I haven't seen a select struck offering in weeks. But, you know, there's been some two-by-four that pops up. You know, just regular number two grades been tough for a lot of guys to cover. So it's it's very much a mixed bag of stuff. But, you know, when opportunities arise, it's always a good time to take care of it. Now, I feel like my perspective on the floor is, is interesting today. Because I've been up, down, sideways. I mean, as emotional as emotional gets in this trade, <laughs> frankly, pretty controversial to the rest of the herd, as, as Justin was talking about here a minute ago. Um, and I could be totally, completely wrong. But in my opinion, when I look at the trade today, all the fundamentals in our cash marketplace are the same or worse than the market run we went on 12 months ago. Transportation certainly worse. There's, yeah, I, I, It was bad before, but it is worse. Uh, cars, spotty, but not good. I mean, the reloads out here are having a tough time. Uh, reload facilities are really struggling processing wood because of the lack of labor. And that's, I mean, labor is an issue in every aspect of the business. doesn't matter who you are. So just in general, logistics are bad. Um, I think in general, imports of lumber to the U.S. are going to be down this year compared to other markets. You know, um, whether it's Canada or the Europeans or whatever, they're going to be giving us less product. That being said, Justin and I were talking about this this morning. There probably is a, a touch of a wall of woods, you know, in Western Canada that's been pent up waiting to ship, right? So that will influence things. I'm not holding my breath on that shipping smooth, but, you know, it's something to consider. I think the our customers, are these you know, truss component, wall component manufacturers are all busy. I think quite a few guys, if they had twice the labor force, they could probably fulfill twice the demand. It's there. You know, so the fundamentals of, of the trade just make me think, wow, OK, I don't see a reason for the price to come screaming off. The only blip of a reason is the emotion around the futures board, which just like Jess was talking about a minute ago, it's it really is herd mentality. And it, it has me questioning a few things. Right. And I think the cash price is the reflection of our attitudes, people in the tangible trade, sawmills. Wholesale customers, consumers, builders—that's our our attitudes are reflected in the cash price. I think the price or the futures contract is widely composed of people outside of the daily trade, and not to say that people in the day to day trade don't touch futures, certainly do. I just think the majority are people outside of our industry, typically, i.e., like financial markets, and it just gives me kind of a a questionable feeling. That the futures market is really the only indication of negativity that I see in the market. Knowing that over the last few years, the futures market has completely led the herd back and forth across the field wildly a few times, and I don't. By no means do I mean to make the reference that lumber buyers are cows in a field, but if you've ever seen uh, those videos on YouTube of you know a tuba player in the corner of a field, and slowly but surely all the cows come over and come check out the music. Oh, hey. And you look up and you scroll seven minutes into the video, and there's 30 cows listening to a tuba. The future—that's like our podcast. The, yeah, the future market <laughs> is the tuba right now, and we're all grazing toward it, even though like the food might yeah. be on the other side of the field. Sure, we're hearing music and we're thinking, "Oh, yeah. oh what's that music?"
1: I was the goat. I heard the tuba and it just just stopped. I know. It fell over. Just... I feel like a border <laughs> collie chasing around her,
0: going, "No, no, no! We need more food. We need more food. You guys come here. We need more food." It just—I'm—I'm I'm definitely keeping an eye open. Because it seems to me like the lone influence on the herd mentality right now is the futures market. And I'm just uh, making sure to keep my head on a swivel and check all the boxes and see everything. Because the cash trade seems one way. The futures trade seems another way. But I do know a lot of guys are
1: busy and there's not more production. There's not more wood coming on. Well, The overall feeling of the need to purchase wood, because let's go back, yeah. let's go back eight, nine weeks here and, and ask, you know, most guys like, OK, do you have, you know, are you stocked up for spring? Well, no, of course not. Right. No, that's the answer. I mean, I don't know right. many people that, no, that are taking no, the six everyone's,
0: month Everyone this one.
1: And so the amount of, of business that continued to churn through these winter months did not allow anyone to stay out yeah i mean you had you had to kind of you were covering to cover those kind of mm-hmm. quote-unquote immediate needs mm-hmm. um so when you fast forward it's like okay well did you you got all that in and now you're good for 60 days mm-hmm. now you said it well earlier people are people are taking smaller positions and mm-hmm.
0: then get, get out
2: i feel like that's complicated by the fact that transportation is what it is you know like what you're talking about just in time lumber except for it's never coming just in time
1: well you just have to change your parameters that's all i mean you can't play the 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 you know algorithm the same way you once did so prompt is 2 weeks night now so you have to manage your business accordingly i think to the to the shipping right so it is still the same model it's just the timelines pushed that's all you know if if you're going to get quick wood okay um, sure.
2: that makes sense to me yeah it's two weeks well and people i think
0: a
1: lot of people wholesale and
0: customers and customers are reloading more every reload across the country yeah yeah yeah, stuff to the seams right it's like if i tried to squeeze in a size 32 pair of wranglers it's not gonna get pretty (laughs)
2: yeah it's all these food things we've been talking about all this time oh just i got a
0: great reference for you i was cheesing you were were on the truck right over here when i thought of it but um it's just, I feel like wholesalers and customers, everyone's keeping the paint. Like, I mean, it's great if you're sitting around the campfire and everyone's got a drink in their hand, but you're going to make sure the Yeti cooler's got a few more bottles by you know, behind you. Everyone wants to have a close stash with this just-in-time kind of business. That's not the food reference. Buckle up for that. Yeah. But I think a lot of people are, are imploring that strategy and that mentality, which is a good and bad thing. Good in the sense that we're all preparing bad in the sense that we all doomsday prepped on the same day of the week. And now we're all kind of not
1: prepped. I, but I think you do. I mean, your, your points on the, on the futures. And like I said, I mean, that thing rallies for two, three days. Oh,
0: absolutely. Yeah. That goes up three days and we get two upprints. I, the funds and emails will go crazy
1: Yeah.
0: because people are busy and that's something we can't overlook. Right. I mean, you, bottom line, you got yeah. to address, you have customers and you got to take good care of them. That's the first thing. Second thing is, we have the ability to play the market in touch. Sure. Let's be strategic
1: and add a little spots. Of business. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. But that should, you shouldn't have the priorities switched. Well, the market always kind of takes care of itself too. I mean, we're spokes in the wheel just spun around every day, well, you right. know, wondering where we're going. But I thought you brought up a good point too, and I didn't really touch on that out of the West. I did a little bit well, on the rail cars, but that's a serious, serious issue with the CN and the CP. Um, and the lack of rail car availability and the backlog that is, that has, um, been created out of Western Canada and the inability to ship product it, it is as worse as I've ever seen in, i be at my short career, um, a decade plus, um, you know, I've never seen the shortage of, of rail transportation out of Canada before. Um, I mean, there's stuff going on eight to 10 weeks late on material mm-hmm. that has yet to ship. Saying eight, ten weeks in a ship, I'm saying eight, ten weeks still waiting, right? So, Ken said, you know, uh, the wall of wood or whatever. I mean, that's there's some, I think it's mostly sold too, you know, agreed, but it's it's sold, but it's still got to, right? I mean, it's got to live its life, you (laughs) know, it's got to become a butterfly. Um, (laughs) it's 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 still it's still you know, it hasn't even still in the cocoon, like so. how How many cocoons, you know, we got? So, yeah, um. Anyway, so there's certainly backlogged of wood out of the West. I'm just going to make that comment to Ken's point. Obviously, our customers come first in the service piece, because um, I always say we get paid off our service, our information and being right. I mean, those are really, you know, our, our three things and how I make a living. You know, I've I've got some disgruntled fellow traders uh, and, and, and customers because of this shortage. And, and there's there's nothing, you know, you can do. Um, and, and I know it's like, well, there's always something you can do. And it's like, you can't get a truck right out of the same spots. Right. Um, not, I'm not talking a monetary thing either. It's not a matter of, oh, I don't want to pay for it or the mill doesn't want to, you know, help with that or something. It's like, they, they won't even take trucks because they can't do that either. Um, and so when you're supposed to be getting 20 to 25 rail cars a week and you, you're lucky to get two or three, that's not, not a good good scenario. Um, now I guess if you were a mill and you didn't sell a lot, um, that was okay. But I think some mills managed it, um, they managed it differently. Some mills did certain things to kind of forcing those issues and others didn't. Um, but anyways, I just, I can, can drift over that made a comment. I wanted to, to add a little bit to that because I do think that obviously that's a A very pertinent and and real, you know, hot topic, I guess, of an issue right now um, overall in the marketplace.
2: Let's talk a little bit more about the mills. I know, you know, as we were heading into the cold month, the cold, I mean, I guess some places it's always cold, but the cold months, sort of in the areas where we think about the seasons changing, there were milk curtailments and, you know, other maintenance shutdowns and that kind of thing. On the other side of that, do the mills make any other seasonal adjustments as we ramp up into spring, for instance, which we know is at least. Historically, a, a a busy building season. I, not that we've had a non-busy building season in the last year and a half, but let's let's just pretend that there's something sort of built into what they do. Are you seeing any of that? Any adjustments?
0: I wouldn't say in the West. I would not use the term ramp up for anything sawmill related. <laughs> I mean, I think production's good. I don't think it's it's uh, hampered, but it's certainly not improved.
1: It's what it is. But historically, it's terrible. Right. I think, like from an overall footage standpoint, right? Correct. Correct. Yes. uh, We could use more lumber. Yeah. You know? Sure.
0: Um, Something that I think is interesting, kind of to the same point, I think the most significant part about sawmilling right now in the West is log availability. I'm hearing some mills can get certain species, other mills can't get species, but the price of logs I'm hearing is astronomical. And I'm hearing it from every one of my sawmills. And it is the price of the log is more expensive than the price of lumber today. So, I mean, I don't know many pizza restaurants that have an average cost of pizza pies at 25 bucks and continuously selling for 12 But, I mean, just from what I'm hearing, the price of logs out. And it's different. It, it, just real quick, if we go back to 12 months ago, in that market, in the West, we were working through a lot of salvage burn logs. Which gets sold at a discount because they have to be used within 12 months of the fire. So the log supply for this last one was different, period. These fresh logs, it is not the same. And those logs, I'm, I'm, you know, not the encyclopedia of timber purchasing, but typically the way it works from what I've been told, uh, it's pretty good contract style, right? It's a, it's a kind of a slower big picture trade. And a lot of timber owners weren't really necessarily cashing in on the volatile market of last year fast forward to this year now that they kind of get a piece of the pie with the extra demand and housing and remodel and whatnot couple that with higher price of logs and it's just it's a we have a lot of factors that make this cash market to, different
1: yeah i don't want to put you on the spot because I know you already stated that you're not a log specialist there was another word in there because I'm thinking about this now, right? And I'm obviously as Oregon guys, like, yeah. you know, driving along Highway yep. 20, right? And, and it's it's changed forever, right, with the fires that mm-hmm. ripped through there. Mm-hmm. And obviously California, all the fires that have gone on there over the last yep. two, three years. Harvestable land. Like, I wonder, you know, how much was truly affected. And, and to your point, like, where, you know, the, the calendar from a 12-month Span like you know it makes sense to me I guess just thinking more about it totally. from from that log perspective and in regards to um, times up right yeah. on that on that at least the salvageable log base. oh totally yeah no it's wild I I literally drove from uh, the Bay Area California
0: up through the redwoods up through Oregon timberland back up to Portland last Friday so I saw it firsthand seventy two hours. You could take some there's some corners on the one oh one freeway, you turn around and you are in a valley of desolate timberland. That was either burnt and salvaged or burnt and stayed there. And it is hollowing to drive through some of the, those spots yeah, on the freeway. I know it was on 20. It is, yeah. It's it crazy. It is heartbreaking yeah. how much timber got destroyed. And thankfully we did salvage some, which is great. Yeah. I wish we could could do more, but again, labor's labor. Right. So um no, it's super significant. And that's something, I mean, I don't think a lot of people are talking about that or considering that. Just like you're saying, a couple Oregon guys rolling down the freeway. I mean, it's impossible not to notice it.
1: Yeah, crazy.
2: Sad. Well, we do have to start to wind down here. We've gone a little long this afternoon, but good information. Um, I'm just kind of wondering if you guys have some last words to our folks about what they can be looking for and planning for in the weeks ahead.
1: Yeah. And I, again, I probably sound like a broken record, but I think that we're we're living in a time in, in, you know, the lumber sphere that is, is unprecedented. And, and, um, with that being the case, you know, information, good information is, is vital on daily, where the trade's at, where the trade's happening, um, you know, and in that day, where you, where you think it might be going, and or how it may be changing, um, and how your opinion may be may be changing and, and formulating differently. So, all things like I, like I say, guys and gals, you know, stay close to those that uh, that you trust, and and um, but keep your keep your cheat sheet close to hand, i.e., your inventory. Um, keep a close eye on that thing every day, and. You know, stay close so that you can get positioned accordingly and, and how you need to attack your your particular business based on the parameters that you're working with, because a lot of people are, are, are approaching business differently um, in 2022 um, than they have historically. And so, you know, I, I think to to navigate these times and again, I'll shut up because I've already said it three times. Stick close with those that you trust and and cherish good information right now because it's it's certainly important and it's the kind of the heartbeat of what's going on right now.
0: Couldn't say it better myself. Justin hit it on the head. I mean, no different than telling your kids you love them, you know, call your lumber broker and and tell them you're curious. Like <laughs> yeah. I mean, just do them You know,
1: Well, I think it might be another good way is to
0: stay aggressive right now. Yeah. I mean, yeah.
1: Today, yeah. Right now is
0: definitely the time to be sharp.
1: Yeah. Stay aggressive. And, and um, you know, if you get some firm offers thrown out there and you find some levels that you like, now's the time. Um, because remember, it wasn't too long ago that you could have sent BCC eight different people for a quote and you got nothing back. Right. And we don't want to, we don't want to see uh, any of our uh, listeners get in a situation like that um, where they don't have wood because that's not good for, for anybody. <laughs> running out of wood is not a good thing no,
0: yeah yeah and I, I do want to just end on and circle back on i don't mean to be like a doomsday prepper or like look out kind of thing to justin's point really we're we're only kind of sending these warning flares as a benefit to the people that listen to this podcast and roll with us right i mean it's not like uh you know doom is coming it's like a, hey there's yeah. there's some market volatility just stay savvy stay sharp you know, put an extra shot in your coffee
1: tomorrow. Oh, it's going to be able to yeah. get to to get you positioned for, sure. for a good solid spring. I, I know, um, real quick, Molly, uh, just just to touch on it. Um, on the nineteenth, we had housing starts come out permits yeah. and starts permits just under one point nine at eight seven three housing starts just a, a, a just a schmidgen over one point seven. So, what does that tell you? It's it's what we did, and it's essentially where we're going. Um, and so uh, obviously our next release on February 17th, but, um, yeah. you know, that's, keep going up, even on the really solid numbers. <laughs> right. Well, and take a look at where we've been, obviously, with the production base that we have, um, noting the fact the issues that we face, obviously, from logistical and just overall production, meaning, i.e., it's not going to increase to any, any significant change. Um, right. but what is changing is, is the demand, right? It continues to rise. And so when you have that sort of demand pressing on a, an established, uh, amount of lumber that's being produced out of any given region, there's no magic in numbers. And that's what's great about numbers. But I, but I think if you look at these numbers in particular, it shows that the cost of lumber, at least in here in the short term is going to be higher. I mean, bottom line, And it's going to have a higher low and a higher high.
2: Those are great words. Uh, Just so you guys know, I talked with a couple of folks this week, this last week at the open quarterly meeting that we had in New Orleans, and they're avid listeners. Uh, You all know who you are. I won't won't call anyone out, but I had a couple of folks say that we've become a, a part of their routine. So I think that's pretty cool. You're hearing good information here today. I heard keep your head on a swivel, stay vigilant, stay close to the people you know you can trust. So I think that probably wraps up our episode for this week. Ken, Justin, thank you so much for your continued expertise and enthusiasm in these uncertain times. And as always, I've enjoyed our time together, albeit short. So I look forward to the next installment of the Lumber Connection.
1: Love it. Thank you, guys. Thanks, and Take care, guys. This has been a Lumber Connection podcast by SBCA.
0: If you have a question you'd like a guest to answer on a future podcast, send it to podcast at sbcacomponents.com.